Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Later on in the show, some of you will love this, some of you will not. Dan Ravel is not with us today, uh, but Simon Hunter, professional better, will be. So we will run through the five picks that Darren and I will enter into the 1.5 million super contest in which we are now 12 and eight after a difficult two and three weekend. Still plus four games in the five above 500 though. That's pretty good. Plus uh, we're going to have some scooch roulette coming up soon because I'm joined by the bookmaker of the world from the Orleans representing all the Boyd gaming books, Mr. Bob Scoochie. Hello, my friend. Chad, how's it going? Scooch, you and I are also doing a show that is live from 12 to 1, available on the Radio.com app, that is as much fun as any show we've ever done. It feels like the exact thing that this podcast should be. Like, if I could transplant this podcast and just add a little bit more urgency, because like the games are about to kick off, like the excitement we get when you make a line change today versus the excitement we get when you're making a line change because you just got a bet for $30,000 uh, is quite different. I'll tell you what, it, it, it's the fastest moving show I've ever done. We're on that show for roughly an hour, and that hour goes by so fast because we're I'm doing so many things. I'm actually working. I'm watching the bets coming in. You've got an hour to kick off, and we're breaking down every game just like we do here, but there's an hour to kick off. Uh, I'll tell you what, it, it goes by pretty quick. It is the closest thing to Mad Money by Jim Cramer on CNBC that there is in the betting space. Everybody is trying to do betting shows. This is the one that actually has pace and interest and picks and information. It's everything you could want except maybe brilliant personalities. <laughs> True. Just True. saying. Just yeah. saying. Just saying, Scooch. Woo! Can't, what are you going to say? Another week. No, Listen. I was going to say we, we're co- coming off a great week. I know, because the Kansas City Chiefs didn't come through. The New England Patriots didn't come through. The Los Angeles Rams didn't come through. The Indianapolis Colts didn't come through. Every team that you needed in your parlay uh, basically got knocked out. You guys are building buildings out there this week. Yeah, this was uh, probably the biggest weekend, the the biggest Sunday I've seen in years. I mean, I'd have to go back a couple couple of years and see when uh, we've had a better Sunday. But uh, you can't ask for much more. I guess I guess if Kansas City had lost the game straight up against Detroit, it might have been a little bit better. But I can't see how it could have gotten much better. And I've often talked about. It's a combination of games that we need. We need the right mix of straight back games and the right mix of parlay games. Uh, you know, the, the the Chargers and the Dolphin game. Even though there was a lot of parlay money on the Chargers, there was a lot of straight bet money on the Dolphins. So I didn't mind losing that big parlay game because we won a bunch in the straight bets and we killed enough of the other parlays that it didn't matter. So it was, it was just the right combination. We killed a lot of teasers, money lines. Uh, I'd, I'd like to clone that someday and use it again a couple more times this year. Never going to happen. No. Nah. <laughs> you know, it's like when uh, the, fir- the, fir- the first uh, preseason game of the year, I forgot who it was. Somebody beat somebody. And 
I won on like, you know, a last second tip ball in the end zone. And that was basically me emptying the karma bank in week one of the preseason. You've, <laughs> yeah. you've emptied the karma bank, my friend. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's kick off. Let's kick off week five, starting with a Thursday night game. Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams came out the other day and basically said, these games are crap. I hate playing them. They're unfair. Uh, here's what's interesting to me. Seattle, after beating up in Arizona, and L.A. after getting beat up by the Bucks, which, by the way, uh, one of us had the Bucks in Scooch Roulette. The other did not. Um, we'll get to that later in the show when we make our Scooch Roulette picks. Uh, Seattle is now a one-point favorite. I will tell you, the look-ahead line on this was Seattle plus two. You want to know how I know? You want to know how I remember that? Did you bet it? By accident. <laughs> Yeah. As nice. you know, uh, I am uh, I am betting in theory, betting in theory, uh, every single NFL game this year with my friend Matt, uh, who I've been doing the um, pickskin pick'em contests for years against, and I beat him so often, I'm just like, dude, let's just bet these games together this year. We'll have a better time, and it'll save me money on buying you second-place trophies. And uh, I accidentally, like, uh, told Matt to bet Seattle plus two uh, when I was looking at the schedule and um, didn't realize that like we had gone through week four into week five. So we have a Seattle plus two bet as a home dog, even though the Seattle Seahawks are now one point favorites over the Rams. Yeah. One and a half. Uh, so we saw a lot of money right out of the gate on this one. We opened the game of pick them and, and look, I mean the Rams, even at three and one, they're not garnering any, uh, any attention from the public anymore, the general public. I mean, they've been gradually getting off them each each game. And uh, you know, th- this last weekend, it, it, se- it seemed like uh, uh, a lot of people were expecting the Bucks to cover. I don't think that many people were expecting the Bucks to win straight up. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of points for the, for the Rams to be laying. And, uh, uh, I think after that game, uh, the public is going to kind of take a timeout on betting on the Rams. So, I mean, the the, the ticket count is is heavy, slightly heavier on the uh, on the Seahawks with us, but it's the big money that uh, drove this money up to one and a half uh, from Pickham. So, uh, like you said, the look ahead line probably would have been uh, the the Rams a slight favorite, uh, but uh, after uh, a few games of just you know. I mean, they barely covered against the uh, uh, the Browns. That was that was a game where they covered, but I, I think the, the, the people that bet on them were kind of lucky to get out alive in that one. Yeah, it's kind of stunning, right? Like, they have just completely fallen off a cliff. And look, some of us, I remember on the podcast last week, not that I want to toot my own horn, but I do remember saying... Toot away. <laughs> I do remember saying, the run on the Rams is over. I don't care what line you set for the Bucks. I am betting the Bucks, and uh, I did just that. I made them sort of my scooter let pick, um, and I was right. And now everyone's caught up, and there's been a major adjustment. But have you done a huge adjustment on the Rams' overall rating, or are you just sort of trying to read the market here? No, no, just trying to read the market. We haven't really adjusted them, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams rebounded and, and win this and win this one. I mean, Seattle really hasn't impressed. Either I mean nobody in the NFC, to be honest with you, is just as dominant as you see, kind of like the the P 
Patriots and the Chiefs in the AFC. You know, there was a couple of teams that we thought uh, would would kind of shine and be that dominant NFC team, but uh, you're, we're seeing a lot of vulnerabilities. You know, for for a while it was the Packers or the Vikings, and then both of them showed of, of vulnerabilities, and then it was the Rams and the Cowboys, and then you know the Cowboys lose, and so it's. It's it's kind of up for grabs, and this both teams coming into this one at three and one. That's why we kind of started it at a, at a pick 'em. We did it, we did adjust a little bit just based off of the last uh, couple of weekends, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams rebounded this one. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Actually, I'm really glad I got the Seahawks at two and a half. Um, but then again, like the Rams as a dog is an interesting play. I mean, right now it's not enough of a dog to make a difference. Um, no, but all right. I think we know how we feel about that one. Hold on. I just lost my place. Next game I'm looking at, Chicago Bears, Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chicago visiting the Oakland Raiders. Basically well, about... They're, actually playing, they're, they're playing this one. Oh, in they're playing in London. That's right. That's right. It's a weird game then. It is. How do you, handicap? How do you, um, how do you set the line for those games? Well, it, it, it's funny because we after the Bears... After the Bears win uh, against the Vikings, you you would have thought that uh, everybody would have just been all over this Bears team, and it wasn't the case. We opened the Bears five and a half, and the first first couple of bets out of the gate were were the Raiders. Uh, so we're pretty heavy on the Raiders in, in straight bets, and and to be honest, even in the parlay count and the ticket count, that's not too lopsided either. So surprising a little bit that even in the Bears' big win against the Vikings, which surprised me, I think I had the uh, the Vikings on, on a, as a pick in another uh, show, too. Uh, and But yet the public just uh, doesn't like this Chicago offense. I mean, they know that the defense can, can stiffen up and, and shut some teams down, but uh, they're, they're just not enamored with the, with the offense. Of course, uh, the, the quarterback went out. Trubisky went out too. So uh, you know the, the and, and Chicago still won with the backup Daniel. So, uh, but in this one, I actually I think the Raiders are a live dog here. They're they're traveling to London. I I think I, I t- we both touted the Raiders last week against the Colts, saying that the adjustment on on the Colts was probably a, a little too much based on three wins that were against really not great teams. Uh, and we weren't really surprised that the Raiders were able to uh, win the game straight up and especially cover getting getting seven points. Uh, so I, I think the Raiders can move the ball against this tough Bears team. Um, I could understand the, the, the sharp move. I'm just a little puzzled by why the public hasn't uh, weighed in yet. Well, because they know the Bears are playing a backup quarterback and they're not a very impressive team. Yeah, uh, but it's but not brain just, surgery. Uh, no, it's not. But I mean, just to be against the Raiders, I guess you know, just one week. What a difference just one week makes because they've been against the Raiders every week, and then finally the Raiders win one, and suddenly they're they're going to be betting the Raiders. Wow, this totally makes sense to me, though, Scooch. Like the Raiders go on the road against a Colts team that was starting to get a ton of love. They whip them pretty badly. The Bears have another struggle at home, even with a backup quarterback. Like, there's no way someone's going to commend the Bears. Like, in this game, all of the public sentiment, to me, would end up being on the Raiders. And, like, we're not seeing that from a money perspective yet, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me as the week goes on. 
Just waiting. Yeah, it should be a low-scoring game. It's one of the lower totals on the board. Uh, the fact that they're playing it in London adds a little flavor to it, but uh, just uh, not. It won't be. It won't be one of the more heavily bet games. Public is whack, yo. Buffalo is visiting Tennessee. Uh, Buffalo played really well. Like these defenses are just that. Both of those defenses, the Patriots and the Bills, are just really good. Like wow, the defensive yeah. backs. Like that was just a torture fest in being able to get the ball down the field. Uh, Tennessee is a three-point favorite, so you're basically saying these teams are even on a neutral field. Um, anyone betting any which way right now? Um, no. You know, we've had it up and down the game off the board, then back on the board, you know, still waiting on uh, Josh Allen, who left that game with a concussion. Uh, so so most of that game, uh, it was kind of an impressive performance, actually, uh, w- without, uh, without Josh Allen in the game. And, uh, you know, they were – down 13 nothing in the fourth quarter the bills were and uh they held new england's only three points in the next three quarters and uh and made a made a game of it uh you know the the, the patriots were my scooch roulette pick and uh you know at oh. 13 13 nothing <laughs> I, I thought we had that one in the bag but uh uh they ended up only winning by six and uh, we were laying we were laying seven in that one so a uh, tough one for the Scooch Roulette uh, game. Yeah, it hurt. Hurt a little bit. Uh, I don't know which way to go with this game. I mean, especially with sort of the Josh Allen situation. Uh, Tennessee being incredibly up and down, seeming to get, like, wins against teams that we thought were going to be better than they were. I guess it's lined right. I probably would stay away from this game. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean Tennessee uh, only because they're they're at home. Bills are banged up. Uh, Tennessee has shown that they can play. They are up and down when they lay an egg. They lay a big egg. But uh, when Mariota is, is clicking, I mean, this, this team can put up a lot of points. Um, so, you know, we saw them do it against, against the Browns. And, uh, I, and, you know, against Atlanta, they held Atlanta to 10 points last week, too. So uh, I, I, I would favor Tennessee. I think three points is probably the right number. But I think I, if I had to play it, I'd play Tennessee. At Houston... Really poor performance the other day uh, against Carolina. I thought they would just come out and dominate that game. Kyle Allen, again, played incredibly well, made some clutch plays. They got Atlanta visiting Houston this weekend. Boy, this team is just, this team is falling apart. I don't know how you bet. I don't know. I mean, it's a dead number. I don't know how you bet against the Texans in this game. Yeah, I, you know, I liked the Texans again uh, last week, and uh, we saw that number move from four to six, back down to five. Uh, that number was all over the place. Uh, we, we thought uh, uh, I, I was a little surprised at the performance of the Texans. I, I wouldn't expect back-to-back uh, bad performances at home here. I, I tried to open te- the Texans a little high, uh, but they haven't done anything with it. With it. The Sharp guys, uh, they haven't bet anything on this game, and uh, – we may have to go to five, five and a half to see if we can get a little action on the Falcons. It's another game where I'm going to favor the Texans again and uh, see if we can get a little Falcons action. Uh, like you said, the, the, the Falcons, uh, after the first couple games of the year, just nobody's betting on this team. Yeah. They're the team that we always thought they would be like every year when they start off 5-0, and but it turns out they beat five really bad teams, and you didn't know they beat five <laughs> bad teams until week 13. Now they're not even yeah. beating the five bad teams. Yeah, you've always hated this team. I do. I always have. <laughs> uh, really interesting game. Baltimore is a road favorite. I don't know what you have, Matt, right now. Baltimore is a road favorite uh, at Pittsburgh. 
Baltimore a road favorite yeah. at Pittsburgh. Yeah, we've got them at uh, a three and a half, and uh, just boy, just a lot of money on this game, just right out of the gate. You know, we um, we, we waited till uh, the Monday night game w- w- was over before uh, posting the line, and uh, we hung the Ravens minus four uh, right out of the gate. Uh, we took some money at, on the on the Steelers at uh, uh, plus four. Uh, we went to three and a half. We took some more money at plus three and a half. Um, but then we somebody came right back and laid the three and a half. So we're getting good two way at three and a half. Just a lively game and just a lot of action on this one. Um, you know, Baltimore uh, taking looking at last week's game. A lot of people expected Baltimore to just roll over Cleveland, uh, having looked so good in the first few games out of the uh, of, of the of the year out of the gate. Uh, thought the defense uh, was was finally uh, stepping up, and then uh, they they just they just get annihilated. So um, I, I guess it creates it creates just a little doubt in the betters' mind. So uh, prior to prior to last night's game, I think we would we would have gotten just all Baltimore action, but I. I think uh, you know Pittsburgh uh, at least played a played a decent game and uh, played well enough to give a little confidence to a lot of the public betters. Yeah, that was an interesting game last night. Uh, Steelers finally looked good, but you never know. Like against Cincinnati, Cincinnati continues to be one of those teams every other week, every other week. Like, <laughs> and we'll get to them in a second because they're playing Arizona, and that's that's coming up on my list. Uh, New England at Washington. Oh Jesus, Scooch! What number do you yeah. have on this? I'm I'm seeing fifteen and a half. Yeah, we're at fifteen. <laughs> fifteen, um, but uh, no significant bets. Just a lot of little bets. Um, the ticket count is you know eight to one Patriots to Redskins. It's another game. I feel like this is kind of deja vu. The last three weeks with uh, you know fifteen, sixteen point spreads on the road. You know, uh, you know, every week we're, we, we've got a 16-point road favorite. I can't remember a season when when we've had like uh, three weeks in a row. Uh, it's just incredible. You know, last week uh, the Chargers end up covering the 16 against the against the Dolphins. Uh, I will say though that the one thing that is saving us, at least in the parlay department, is the Patriots have not covered the last two weeks. So as dominant as they are. You know, they're laying these huge numbers, and you know we got really lucky with the Jets' cover uh, against the Patriots because the Jets' offense could not move the ball, and but the Jets' defense kept them in the, in that game. And then last week, the Bills' defense kept them in that game and, and cover. So two weeks in a row where uh, the Patriots haven't gotten the cover. Um, you know, the normal handicapper in me would say, take the home dog plus fifteen. You know, Washington at home. Uh, but uh, these are these are strange times, and uh, the Patriots have you know defy logic, and it just seems like I'm always on the wrong side of the Patriots. I don't think we've ever won, been on the right side of a Patriots Super Bowl, going back to 2002 and the Rams, ha! and and even <laughs> and even in these games, we're just always on the wrong side of the Patriots. Yeah, they are so freaking hard, right? Like last week, I finally gave in. I finally just decided I'm better on the Patriots. Like you win, Uncle. I'm going to bet on the Patriots. And, um, of course, last week, they drop-kicked me by not covering by a point <laughs> with so many opportunities to cover that game, right? So, oh, yeah. so many. Yeah, they, they, absolutely. They should have covered that game. I mean, I'm happy they didn't from the bookmaker's point of view, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it seemed like they could have covered that game easy. Uh, meanwhile, they're going against 
they're on the road going against, I'm assuming Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins is starting. Has that been announced? Uh, hasn't been announced, but that's our assumption. Okay, so on the road against a quarterback who looked befuddled against the Giants, who looked like he was not getting any help from his team or his coaches, and now he's supposed to play against a defense that has given up one touchdown? That was a yeah. that was a fourth down sneak. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to bet the Patriots is 15 and a half point favorites on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for them to do something. But nobody's tipped their hand on this one. Um, I guess it wouldn't hurt for me to go up to 15 and a half. I'm actually gonna try it. Line change. The waters on this. 15 and a half. There we go. Done. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens while we're on the yep. show. Uh, yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars visiting the Carolina Panthers. Carolina minus three, minus three and a half. Uh, starting to show a little life, the Panthers, the Absolutely. past couple of weeks. The Cam Newton change yeah. has been helpful. Mm-hmm. It's probably not what they were thinking. They wouldn't hope for it. But Kyle Allen has brought some life to that team. That defense is just fierce. That defense is fierce. Yeah, they, yep. No, they, they they really are. And, uh, you know, as long as Kyle Allen can continue being efficient, uh, they can rely on the defense. You know, the, like I said, the big win against Houston last week, uh, we did have them rated uh, pretty high going into the season. And then uh, after a couple of losses, uh, we kind of downgraded them a little bit. So uh, we might be getting them back up to where they were at the be- beginning of the season. And, but, of course, Jacksonville has been impressive, too. It going, you know, Gardner Minshew just continues uh, to, to you know, keep this team uh, always in the game and, and lead fourth-quarter comebacks. And uh, there's another impressive performance last week in getting the win. Um, so um, I, I tell you, that whole AFC uh, South is just I think every team is two and two and, and and they just play every game down to the wire there are a lot of just low scoring games and and they all seem they all seem to come down to to, to just the last few minutes of the game you you look at the, the, the Colts games the Jaguar games uh, I guess the Titans are the only ones that uh, they, they either get blown out or blow the, team, the other team out but uh, I would expect another close game in this one we have a low total at 41 so uh I would expect another low-scoring game, defensive game. And uh, I think three and a half is the right number. We're not getting a whole lot of action on either side. We've got a little bit of sharp money on the Jaguars, but not enough to make us move it to three, at least not yet. But uh, I, I think if it went in one direction, it would probably go towards three, though. This next game is so, so bad. The Arizona Cardinals visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know how you handicap this game. I don't know how you make a line for this game. The Bengals are coming off of a bad loss. So I guess this is the week where they look good. They're at home against a team that might have fooled us into thinking they were at least halfway decent offensively because what they did in the first two weeks, but they've been dreadful the past two weeks. I just talked myself into the Bengals. Oh no! Well, if it makes you feel any better, we did open them up, uh, you know, uh, a little high. We opened them up at uh, four, and the f- couple first bets out of the gate uh, Sunday night were on the Cardinals. They took four. They took three and a half. Uh, we we then went to uh, minus three and a half, even money. Uh, so, we're, which means we're pretty close to going to three. 
I mean, look, you got two bad teams. Neither one of these teams even has a win yet. Uh, at least Arizona has a tie in that first game against uh, Detroit to open the season. But these just two bad teams. Uh, Arizona, they, they, they seem like they showed a lot of life, and we thought that this team was getting better each week. And uh, that, that performance against the Ravens just really stood out. But maybe it just took too much out of them going into the next game. Uh, because they didn't show any life last Sunday. Uh, so, boy, it'd be tough to bet on Cleveland, but we had to make them uh, uh, the favorites at home, and I guess I could understand uh, the, the first couple of bets on the Cardinals. Uh, you mean Cincinnati. It'd be tough to bet on Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough to bet on Cleveland, too, but but in this case, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like it's a square play to bet on the home favorite in this spot. As a default, maybe you're right. Maybe I got to give this a little bit more of an examination. <laughs> maybe, maybe I do. I don't like it at three. If I wanted, I got to get that hook. I mean, if if I were to play it, I, I think there's probably more value on Arizona than than Cincinnati. Uh, I this Cincinnati team, I, I had them the one week against. Um, uh, when they were a home favorite, uh, they were laying one against the 49ers, and they just got blown out. But that was coming off of a week where they, they lose 21-20 to Seattle. So so they can hang with a good team. You know, they, they probably should have won that game if it wasn't for a, a turnover in the red zone. Uh, so so how do you explain a team that, you know, probably should have beaten Seattle and then gets blown out by the by the Niners, doesn't doesn't even come close to the with the Steelers, um, if they're going to get it, it, it's a tough one. I, it'd be tough to lay the points with Cincinnati. If I had to bet it, I'd probably bet Arizona. Tampa Bay. This is a great game. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Both teams coming up off, coming off of big, big wins. Like this has letdown spot written all over it. Except you got both teams that are like potentially in the letdown spot. If I'm yeah. getting half a point, if I'm getting half a point on the Bucks, which the line is at three and a half, I'm taking famous Jameis. Yeah. So um, this was probably the most lopsided bet game uh, just from the wise guy perspective. We've got more money on the Bucks uh, than I do at this point in the week on any other one single team. Uh, we opened... We opened the game five, which was probably very similar to what the line would have been before Sunday's games, meaning we didn't adjust too much off of the Saints win. We didn't adjust too much off of the Bucks win. We took the Bucks uh, rams game more as of a downgrade on the Rams more than an upgrade on the Bucks. I think a lot of people expected the Bucks to cover in that one. Uh, so... I guess we kept with what the line would have been, which was five. So the value of, at least from the sharp guys perspective was, was on Tampa Bay. They took five, they took four and a half, they took four. We're down to three and a half on the game and they're taking three and a half too. So line's probably going to settle at three at, at three. I, I think I have to like the saints. Yeah, I agree. I said, what I say in the beginning, I said, very wise guy savvy thing. <laughs> You said if you remove the half a point. If I get the hook. Get the get the hook. It's called the hook. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. Familiar yeah, with the, all these terms. all these betting terms. Yeah, I gotta get familiar with Tar, those. Why don't I send you a glossary? 
Yeah, uh, do that. New York Jets traveling on the road to Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are basically two touchdown favorites in this game. Uh, I can totally see why. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, look, the, the Eagles are another team that were ranked very highly uh, coming into the season, and we've been steadily uh, downgrading them. Um, you know, at some point, uh, you can't you can't downgrade them anymore, and, and there has to be a correction. And uh, and then as soon as you see a you know a decent performance from them, you, you you take that into account. And so you look at that Thursday night game against the against the Packers. Um, you know, impressive performance. And this this team can play the way we thought they could play at the beginning of the year. So going up against a Jets team that basically has no quarterback. Uh, can't move the ball or just absolutely struggling on offense. Uh, yeah, fourteen. I, th- I think I think I think we'll probably uh, see that line go up. As a matter of fact, I think you will see that line go up. Everything I'm looking at, betting percentages, money percentages, uh, that can be found in the Action Network app, the free Action Network app. Download it. Nearly nine thousand ratings on this app, and it's a five star app. That is not easy, my friends. 9,000 ratings. <sighs> I think you got a bad line in this next game. Minnesota Vikings visiting the New York Giants. This Giants team, the Vikings are bad, like on offense. <laughs> Look, I was all over the Vikings last yeah. week. I really thought they Me were too. like on the upswing. But it turns yeah. out Kirk Cousins, uh, some people yeah. have said this, not a very good quarterback. Um, Daniel Jones might be a good quarterback and I think you're getting like the Giants in a good spot here. Second week in a row at home, that line is already pretty big. Uh, it feels like you didn't adjust it. Um, I think you're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. Yeah, we did. (laughs) So, yeah, we, you know, we, we really liked the Vikings last week, and we opened them up a three-point favorite against the Bears, and that line went down to one. So we, we probably should have adjusted some off of that. We're not really going to adjust uh, the, the Giants, even though that you know they played really well. Still still the jury's not out. I mean, we're, we're still waiting on, on, uh, on Danny, uh, Danny Dimes. And, I mean, we, we just – I mean, he played well, but – I think the Vikings. I can't just look at one one bad performance and, and just uh, and just downgrade them. So we're going to stick with the original number. Uh, they are taking the Giants at plus five. Uh, the ticket count though is pretty even, and um, I think the public will still support the Vikings slightly more than the Giants. Uh, but you're probably right in that the values on on, on the Giants at home. But uh, I think I'm okay with the number. I don't think I don't think we made a mistake on it. Um, you know, if, if, if they come in on the Giants pretty heavy by, by game time and we close it at three and we lose the game, then you'll see a big adjustment. Then you'll also know you made a mistake. Then I will, yeah. But, I'll know after the fact. But, but you know, like I said late. last week, I, you know, I, I mentioned this last week and I said I didn't feel good about the way that we moved a lot of the lines. And, and some, but sometimes it works out in your favor. And then even when you do make mistakes – Sometimes you win those games. <laughs> it, it, it works in your favor sometimes. And then vice versa, you could do everything right, everything right and feel really good and just have your worst Sunday ever. So it goes both ways. 
Denver Broncos visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are six and a half point favorites. What are you seeing? Uh, not a whole lot on this one, uh, boy. I, you know, I, I don't think uh, I don't think the public really knows uh, what to do in this one. It's one of the least bet games on the board. Uh, we're a little heavy and parlays and everything on the Chargers at minus six and a half. Uh, but almost no straight bets on either side of this game, not from the wise guys, not from public. Uh, this actually might be a, uh, a corner TV game. Uh, although there's only, only a couple of, there's only about three afternoon games. So they got to, <laughs> they got to bet on something. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no doubt they will. Like by the time this game kicks off, there will be all those people who were losing the Cardinals Bengals game will be chasing on yeah. the Chargers and the Broncos. Yeah, so I would think that they're going to uh, probably bet the Chargers, um, even though they're not a real popular team to bet on. I personally think that the Broncos are probably uh, some value here. I mean, they you look at every game, they've, they've lost every game almost the same way. Uh, they're 0 4, but they, they could have easily have won two or three of those games down the stretch, came down to like the last play of the game in, in all those games against Jacksonville last week, against the Bears, uh, the only uh, the, uh, the, the Raiders in the, the, you know, the, the, the first week. I mean, uh, every one of those games was close. So now you're giving them six and a half. Um, I think there's probably a little value there. Here's a big marquee game. The Green Bay Packers visiting the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys a little more than a field goal favorite, three and a half. Uh, it's such an interesting game. I think that, look, the Cowboys lost in prime time, the Packers lost in prime time. I think the Cowboys played a much better team than the Packers did, and their loss can be excused much more easily than the Packers lost. I, I think so. Uh, in the games that, that I've seen, the Cowboys have been a much more complete team on the offensive side, the defensive side. Um, they, they've been much more impressive in all those games. The Packers, even in their wins, even in, in some of those wins, they, they got out of the gate early and then their offense struggled for most of the second half. There, there was something, uh, either they're the, the uh, opposing coaches or, or making adjustments that, that the uh, Packers just weren't able to, to overcome. Uh, but they made a lot of games close that probably shouldn't have been close. And then, of course, you look back and you mentioned uh, playing worse teams. And if you think that the Vikings aren't as good as, as uh, you know, they were supposed to be, you look at the Packers games, they played the Bears, they played the Vikings, and they played the Eagles teams that you probably thought were a little better than they were looking back on it, uh, maybe not as good. Um, so having said that we opened the game, the Cowboys four. we did get uh, a couple of big bets on the Packers from some sharp guys. We went down to three and a half at three and a half. We're getting great two way, uh, probably a little bit heavier on the Packers in terms of number of tickets uh, on the game and parlays slightly heavy on the Packers, but really good two way. Don't forget, download the free Action Network app. You'll get the total number of bets being made. You'll get the money percentages on each side. You'll get the ticket percentage on each side. It's super exciting. It gives you context to everything Scooch is talking about. Uh, I'm going like to like the Cowboys in that game. That, I like the Cowboys if it gets down to three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Indy visiting Kansas City on a Sunday night game. 
clearly the game where NBC thought it was getting Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes, not Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so all of a sudden this game is ten and a half, not like the three yeah. it probably would have been if Andrew Luck was playing. Uh, are you seeing any action on this game yet? Uh, yep, all Chiefs. And, and this one, I will admit, I think we did make a mistake on. We, we opened this game nine and a half, and right out of the gate, they laid nine and a half, they laid ten. And anytime the sharp guys and the public are both on the same side and the line moves more than a point, uh, yeah, we've clearly made a mistake. Because uh, we typically like to put ourselves in a position where we open it high enough where at least the sharp guys will see value on the dog, knowing that the public is going to lay the favorite no matter what. So in this case, we didn't go high enough. Uh, 11 points. Uh, actually, I just moved it, by the way. So line change! Line. I, went, <laughs> I went from 10.5 to 11, as I'm seeing all the bets building up. Uh, it's just all one way in this one. And this Chiefs game, this Chiefs team just scares me every week. Uh, you know, it's gonna, and, and the fact that it's the, the, uh, the late game on Sunday night, you know, you have a bad parlay morning, whew, everything's going to be riding on this one. You, uh, you said you went from 10 to 11? Uh, ten and a half to eleven. You turned it up to eleven. I did. Because it can go to eleven. Why does it have to stop at ten, or even ten and a half, when it can go to eleven? Well, it just did. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Spinal Tap. Swingers. Swingers. Oh, no. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Scooch, you're the lead singer <laughs> yeah. in the band. How do you not recognize Final Turn It Up to 11 as one of the most classic lines in one of the best movies that was ever made? I, I, I know. I, there's, no, there's no excuse for that. I think you and your bride tonight in your mansion in Las Vegas need to uh, open a bottle of wine and go into your screening room and watch Spinal Tap. I'll do that. Absolutely. Will you? Really? Yeah. Courtyard. We, we have movie night in the courtyard. You know, we have a big screen projector, we'll, and it's weather's turned beautiful now, so we'll we'll make it a movie night. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? You know, yeah. you know what ESPN doesn't like? ESPN doesn't like having Cleveland and San Francisco as a Monday night game following up the... Uh, Bengals and the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. My God. What happened to Monday Night Football? Honest to God. I mean, <laughs> people are starting to find other things to do on Monday nights. Well, I'll tell you, like, you know what's really interesting? Um, not to get inside baseball, but at the Action Network, you know, we'll have massive Saturdays and Sundays. And it feels almost like people are burned out on Monday. And, like, on Thursday night, we get a significant more... Significant higher number, yeah, significantly higher amount of traffic and subs and yeah. subscriptions for our content yeah. than we do on Mondays. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest. I, I could sympathize with the players and how the Thursday night game just kind of disrupts all the the rhythms you get into as a player. Uh, but as a fan, I enjoy the Thursday night games much more than the Monday night games. I, to me, it's like the the, the opening, the building up to the weekend, and it's the, the thing that kicks off football weekend, then you have college, and, and then you have pros on Sunday, and I agree, by Sunday night, I know I'm burnt out, and it's almost to the point, oh, Monday is like an afterthought. 
Yeah, I, I actually, I, I agree with you. I love the Thursday night game. I don't care how bad it is. I'm just so excited to see the football again. I love the Sunday night game. Like, I, like Sunday night game to me is like, ah, uh, like that's when sort of you're easing. For me, it's like I'm easing out of a work zone. And once the game kicks off and sort of all the work has been done, like I'm kidding myself, like I'm doing any of the work, like, but like, no, the, I most certainly are. You, you have to watch in those games. You're working those games. Yeah. Like the there, mental, it doesn't turn out the way it does. Right. The <laughs> mental, like the, the mental anxiety of the games, like getting to Sunday night, like the kids are starting to chill. The garbage is put out. Like, I just know it's the end of the day. And like Monday, I'm not even excited for these games. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's and then especially when you have the, you know, the Browns and the Forty ers that just adds to it and uh, makes it hard to, to get to have interest. So, um, you know, we we went a little, little high on on the Forty Niners, uh, three three and a half, and they, no action on it whatsoever. Um, I think it counts dead even on it. Um, I, I would expect everyone to come in on the Niners, thinking that you know they had the week off and. Even though the Browns uh, played pretty well this past week, uh, I don't think they're quite believers in them yet to go on the road and beat the Niners. The Niners have been a team that uh, the public has been riding these last few weeks going into their bye week. So uh, we expect that to continue. Guess what time it is? Scooch Roulette. Scooch Roulette. Here's the music. I'm going to paraphrase another movie. Let's see if you can get it. You ready? Okay. Okay, go ahead. I picked the wrong week to win Scooch Roulette. Airplane. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's see see what other 40-year-old movies we can... Reference right. today, but like, yeah, everyone's look, out there going, "What movies? Final what? There's, Final Airplane?" There's no like games that jump off the board to me. None for me. I this would be this is a, a hard one, a, a real tough one. You know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to defer to you. My my choice in winning is deferring to you. Okay, I'm I'm going to go with Houston Texans again. They burned me last week, but I, I, I'm going with them against the Falcons, the minus four and a half. I got to tell you, I was going to choose them too. Instead, I'm going with Carolina, minus three and a half. Uh, ooh, yeah, that's that's not bad either. Yeah, that's what I I'm like going to do. Yeah. All right, yeah. you're on the Jacksonville. You're on the uh, Houston Texans. I'm on the Jacksonville. I'm, I'm on the Carolina Panthers. Up next, uh, since Darren Ravel is not joining me this week, uh, Simon Hunter, professional better. He and I are going to have to break down which games we are choosing for the Westgate Super Contest. Scoochie, thanks for coming on the podcast, buddy. Thanks, Chad. Talk to you later. All right. As promised, professional better Simon Hunter is on the phone. He's going to take me uh, on a journey through picking the five picks that we need to make to go undefeated in the Westgate Super Contest. Here we go. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. Simon Hunter. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> How you doing, Chad? How's it going, man? Well, listen, we had a tough week last week. We went two and three in the Super Contest. We're now 12 and eight. 
Team Action. That's Darren and I. Darren is not uh, with us today, and it's not because he was insistent that we choose the Chiefs and the Patriots last week. Um, we chose them. We chose the Texans. We went 0-3 in the early games. We were all sweating out a little bit. We had the mm-hmm. Buccaneers at plus 9.5, which was one of my choices. And we had the Saints plus 2.5, which you were all over, like convinced us to choose the Saints, which I really appreciate because it saved us from going 1-4. and four. Yeah, that was, uh, I think I might have like five or six a year like that, where it's kind of uh, not one of those games where you think the NFL's fixed, but it's one of those where I knew as soon as I saw the number and made the bet that it was like, not, there's always a chance we're going to lose a bet, but that felt, the odds of losing that bet were very low compared to, to other games that we play. I mean, I had that line at three with the Saints minus three. So, like, I saw a lot of value there. So it was one of those where I kept taking the line and kept taking the money line. But I was at halftime, I think they were up 9-3, to three and the refs were just calling everything for the Saints. So it was definitely an easy no-sweat at the end of the night compared to the rest of our day. That was a rough day. That was a rough day. And, like, as a professional better, you're someone who I imagine is always going to play the underdogs or at least have models that find value in right. the underdogs. And so this past weekend, like, and this season, really, you've probably been nailing it. Yeah, um, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a real easy trick a guy taught me right when I started out in the business was that when you take a dog, say a unit bet for you is $10, uh, the way I like to do it is I like to put three units on the number. So, like, we took the Buccaneers, so I took that plus nine, plus ten, and then I put one unit on the money line. So that's like 10 bucks to win $35. So it sounds stupid, but if you do that over the long term, you make a way bigger profit than if you're just betting just the number, the plus nine and a half, and not taking the money line. You should always try to put at least half a unit to a unit on the money line if you really really like an underdog. But is there a threshold? That, that is an incredible... That might be the smartest thing that's ever been said on this podcast in 10 years of doing it, which is, uh, listen, it's why you're here. I'm sorry it took us so long to find you. I'm sorry to everybody else. It took us so long to find you. But um, Definitely. There, like, um, there's always uh, an example to it. Like, if, if I'm just playing a number, like, like you said last week, if anyone's coming out there and saying they played all 10 underdogs, um, that's not a person that's winning every week because that's not a good system. You shouldn't every week play every underdog. Um, so I did do good, but I mainly did way better because I'm taking these underdogs um, and then I'm hitting the money line as well. So even if I have a negative day, say I lose, whatever, I go seven for nine. If I hit the Saints money line, the Bucks money line, I'm up on the day. So it's, it's definitely one of those things as a, as a shark. It's like an easy little trick that, even when you're having a down day, you're not reading everything right. You're still going to come out on a profit if you are hitting on these dogs' money lines. Thanks. But this year has been really big for these road dogs. I think it's about to hit back to the mean. Well, it may. And like what, what you just described, though, was so interesting. So at the Action Network, and everyone should go download the app, um, we've got some really smart baseball and hockey bettors. And Mike Leboff, who runs our hockey and baseball coverage, San Zarillo, who writes about hockey and baseball, you know, they bet so many underdogs. They bet so many, um, like, money line underdogs in those sports. You know, Mike Leboff, the first bet he made of the hockey season 
Ottawa plus two thirty seven. And so you can follow you can follow everything he does in the app, and you'll see like for hockey, he's got a losing record overall, but his units are so high because he's winning with big underdogs every night. Oh, 100%. I mean, people do the same with baseball. Like, I know plenty of really, really smart, sharp guys who, at the end of the year, they're going to be a losing record. They might be up 50 to 60 units on taking these, you know, these Orioles plus 300, the, these crazy dogs that over time, even when you're losing, you build up a bigger bankroll. I mean, that's how sharps do it. If you're just taking favorites all the time, obviously you're never going to make a profit. So you, you do need to mix in dogs and dog money lines in football. Because every week, you have to kind of forget what you not forget what you saw last week, but it is every every week any team can really win. Right, That's so what's so great about football. It's it's crazy. It's so much fun. That's why Sundays are the best day of the week. They're just amazing. <laughs> Amen, uh, brother. Let me take you through some ideas I have. And now that I'm not, you know, tangled you got, you up got in Darren's picks for this week or no? He never sent me anything. I said, dude, just send me your picks. He never sent me anything, so it's all on me. He's too busy arguing on Twitter, probably. He's too busy, like you know tweeting about hard seltzer and, and baked goods and, and fighting with people about, uh, you know, his picks on in the Action Network app. Um, <laughs> I do have some very serious ideas, though. And with it. Uh, and I like a lot of chalk. I like a lot of short chalk, so I want you to talk me off the ledge, okay? I'll do my best, buddy. I like Seattle minus one against the Rams. Um... I love, I love the idea of the like we like we said last week the Rams didn't look right and we were talking about that and how coming into this year it's a notorious thing with the Super Bowl hangover that's a real thing um, and golf has not looked right since he's gotten this money and this this is a good get right game but it's a Thursday night game so I don't know if I'd put it in in the comp in our super contest, but I I'm with you on the Seahawks. I actually do. I do like them here in the sense that them prime time at home. I don't know what the numbers are with the Seahawks, but I, I can tell you that I've won a lot on the Seahawks in prime time at home. But we, we can just put that on the side. for right. a week. We'll put it on the side for a second. Uh, I have one admission to make. I accidentally bet the Seahawks a plus two last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I, I was I was going through the lines and uh, uh, went too far down and went into week five and accidentally made a bet. Um, it's not terrible though, because honestly, if you, if when you do look at when you do look ahead like that, uh, someone like me, I'm always looking for middles. So I know you did it by mistake, but people always ask why people always bet like future games, future weeks. It's because they're always trying to find a little bit of value. So a good one this week was I did the Cardinals. I think I got them at five and a half against um, Cincy, and now it's down to three. So if that goes to two and a half, I'll take Cincy, and I, I hope for that three middle. So that's another little trick that pros do to try to make an easy buck. By the way, the Cardinals, if you want to jump ahead for a second, that's another good idea. You're giving, you're like, man, you are chock full of tips today. We should just make, like, we should separate this into its own podcast. <laughs> someday, someday, not yet. Before I, before I left the office tonight, everyone was telling me, like, good luck in your podcast. We only listen for charity now. We don't even like it anymore. Um, <laughs> the only thing they like about it is you. Honest to God. That's the only thing anyone in my office says uh, is is nice about the podcast. Well, well, I hope they actually listened to me and took the bears. I'm like you and Chad. I saw, I mean, uh, you and Darren, you both took Minnesota, even though I told you guys. Kirk, 
on the road against the Bears. Unbelievable. He's dreadful. He's just dreadful. <laughs> He's terrible, man. Uh, all right, here's another one. Um, I love the Texans again. I know it's like awful, but Carolina's defense is so good. Kyle Allen is clearly catching lightning in a bottle. The Falcons stink. Yeah, that, that was honestly more about Deshaun. He said it himself after the game. He he, he couldn't hit. He, he had open guys like Will Fuller. Um, he missed him on two long balls, which should have put us up at, at minimum 12 to, 12 to 11 point lead. So we got a little bit unlucky with that one. I do like this line. I'm seeing it um, four and a half, five. So it's kind of in that, you know, that little bit of a Vegas dead zone. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta did look like they completely gave up last week at home. This is the kind of game, though. This is Atlanta's. If if they actually like their head coach, this is the game where they show up. Um, so I probably will personally be betting on Atlanta, but I I, I like I like their heads out with Houston here. Um, so, so I'm taking. You might be able to find an easier short home home favorite. Uh, well, I'm putting a question mark on the Texans at minus five right now. Uh, I. I really like Carolina minus three and a half against the Jags. Yeah, that's a um, that's a good line. I, I, I last week uh, I definitely should have went with you on the Jags. It just made me nervous with Denver at home. Um, they're obviously always completely ruined that team. Or maybe it's going to work out. They're going to get the number one pick. But uh, with Carolina here this week with the Jags. We're actually not that great at value. I only have this at minus four, Carolina. So we're only getting half a point. Um, but that's also with my system. I also have Ramsey playing. Uh, I'm assuming he's coming back this week. Yep. Um, if he doesn't play, though, I, I would, I would, uh, I would take you to that Panthers game because that's a nice little um, letdown spot for the Jags, going from West Coast back to East. All right. All right, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to put a pin in that right now. I'm going to keep an eye on it. But I like how, you, um, how are you feeling about our Colts bouncing back this week in prime time? Well, clearly you got an opinion, so why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> I like, I like uh, as the season goes along, you can find a lot of really good value in these Sunday night games because Vegas – over the years, they've gotten really smart with realizing that almost everybody that comes in the Joe public, they just, all they care about is winning money and watching the game they're winning money on. So a lot of their parlays and teasers always get tied to the Sunday night game. So most Sunday nights, like we did um, last week with the Saints, you're getting good value because Vegas is going to kick these lines up. So I had this with against the Chiefs and Colts at the Colts minus seven. I mean, the Chiefs minus seven. And I'm seeing plus 10, plus and a half, plus 11 for the Colts, which means we're getting plus three and a half of value. The only thing that makes me nervous is if T.Y. doesn't play. It's, the Colts look like a completely different team without T.Y. last week. Um, basically, Oakland did something really simple. They were just bringing down a safety because they, the, they didn't need to have a safety back just because Hilton wasn't playing. And Mack couldn't get anything going with the run. It was kind of all in set. He did all right statistically, but... They could never get a stop on defense. So I, I get why this line's so big because people so, just saw the Colts' defense get absolutely destroyed by the Chiefs. 
Um, but I like this is, I, I mean, uh, Oakland. But I like this is a bounce back spot for the Colts on the road, plus ten. All right, so that's another one we're going to keep an eye on for when the lines come out. The lines for these come out tomorrow night. And, and I then, need, I, we need Ty to play. We need Ty, Ty to play. That's a big one. Yeah, need it. Need Ty for the Jags. We need no Jalen. Um, all right. What do you think right now of Arizona plus three and a half against Cincinnati? It's it's one of those games I probably would avoid for the Super Contest because these are these are both two teams that are terrible. Um, you're right. I don't even know why I, I think, mentioned it. I'm disgusted that I even said it. I, I know, but I get what you're thinking here because we just saw Cincy look so bad. But th- this is truly there is no edge in this game. I have this game at three minus three for Cincy. Um, the public is all over Arizona, so the sharp I'm going to be on Cincy. But that's like no. I'm not happy to bet on Andy Dalton. You, you don't feel good about making that bet. Well, well, Simon, you t- what, why am I throwing games out at you? Give me the games with your biggest edges, and I'm just going to bet those. <laughs> well, I'm not always going to be right, my man. That's why I like seeing where you and, uh, where you and Darren's heads are at, because this week is a nice week where I, I do think it's a get-right week where um, these, these home teams have had a bit of a weird run where they're not they're not covering. They're not. I mean, sometimes they're winning, but they're not really looking good. And so, a lot of people this week um, they're going to be taking these road teams. So, like a game that stands out where everyone's going to be liking a team and not liking their team is. Um, I hate. I hate to do it <laughs> because it, it's such a, a weird spot. But it, I do like the Cowboys versus Green Bay. So do I. I love it. I don't love the number, but I like that spot. Right, because I'm seeing minus three and a half or minus three. I mean, it's not a great number, um, but this is this is really a classic Cowboys get right at home at, at night, at, like after getting kind of embarrassed on Sunday. Like they played by far their worst game of the year, so it's a nice spot for the Cowboys here. Hundred percent agree. I'm adding him to the list. Um, and then for. Another, I mean, there, there's two dogs that um, are like really, really look good. But the the thing with the Jets is if Sam Darnold's not playing, there's zero chance I'd take the Jets. But that's that's a big public dog this week. Like we've been hitting on these public dogs. So the the Jets, it depends on what book you're looking at. They're getting plus thirteen right now um, at the Eagles. So that's a really good road dog. And then another really good road dog is Denver, who's catching six divisional game against the Chargers, where this isn't just like the Falcons. It's kind of game where either the Broncos are going to show up for their coach and play a really hard game and maybe lose by a field goal at the end with a chance of winning, or they're going to lose by a ton of points and their coach is going to be fired the next day. Like the, the Broncos – I like I like I like these I like these two dog spots of the Jets and the Broncos. I don't know which one you'd rather take. Oh my God, this is a no-brainer. It's ugly. You mean the team the team that has no quarterback or the team that has Joe Flacco as a quarterback? You've given me a quarterback still. It's like a, it's like Sophie's choice here. Yeah, and it's definitely a nice spot because if you look on paper, the Chargers they are really banged up. I mean Miami. 
Rosen looked like chosen Rosen against him in the first half. He was dicing them up, up and down the field. So I, I like that number with the Broncos against the Chargers. I like that number a lot more. Uh, I like that. Yep, yep. All right, so these are my games right now. These are what I'm thinking about. Texans minus five, Panthers minus three and a half, Colts plus ten and a half, Cowboys minus three and a half, Denver plus six. And then we should we should try to think of one or two more that we can maybe switch in because I I did like the Giants last week. Um, it was too bad that like we ended up on Houston, but um, I like that we had that reserve just in case for the lines moving. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking here? You want to do another another favorite? You want you want to do another dog? I want to do whatever the best choice is, man. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, my man. Um, what about the Giants? I mean, another glaring short home favorite I like. I mean, it's, it's got to be the Saints. Like, the Bucks. I get it. Like, the Bucks look like world beaters. But this is such a classic. You know, they scored 55, 54 points on the road last week. They come to the Saints this week and they maybe score 10. It's, I feel like this is Jameis Winston's career in a microcosm. So I have this at um, Saints minus six and the line's three. All right. Well, that's Look, I, I don't know what I'm talking about because earlier in the podcast, I was talking to Scooch and saying how hard I was having, what a hard time I was having with this and that I love the Bucks potentially. But you are smarter than me <laughs> and you have better logic and you've also made a line. So I will go against everything I've said and put the Saints on this list. In fact, I might like them. They are they are a great number one, a great number one option. Yeah, it's just a really a really nice spot for the Saints because they 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 look absolutely terrible in that game. I mean, obviously we got the win and everything like that, but I think it was the first time they've ever had a win since the seventies where they kicked four field goals and won. Yeah. So it's it's a nice thing where people are still kind of down New Orleans, and they're going to come in real heavy on the Bucks here because the Bucks offense looks like world beaters. You're right. I totally misplayed that. I was I I played that like an amateur. Um, I played <laughs> that like someone who watched buddy. a primetime game and was excited they got the Saints to win, not looking at their box score and thinking about how they really played. Yeah, the Saints are just really playing like a team right now. Like uh, Teddy Bridgewater did not play good at all. I mean, that was a big stage for him going up against a top five defense. But he, he is the kind of guy where he does enough that he's not going to lose us the game where when you're back in the Buccaneers, every time Winston drops back, it could be a pick six. So it, it's funny the public is coming in so heavy on the Bucs. It's just they've forgotten everything that's happened in the past. All right, Simon. I think we got, I think we got six games that we can choose five from right now. I'm adding the Saints minus three and a half to the list. And then I will tweet out where we end up. I'm sure I'm going to have to debate this with Darren and like, you know, cajole yeah, him. We'll talk, we'll talk about it and we'll text about it. Yeah. I think everything will come out tomorrow night. So we're definitely not, not pressing here. I mean, I like that we have six so we can switch one out here in case of injury. Simon, you've delivered quite possibly the greatest inside sports betting information that's ever been had on any podcast about sports betting ever. Well, it's all downhill from here, my friend. Well, you did a nice job. <laughs> if all, if, if, listen, if early October of 2019 can be your uh, zenith, so be it. 
I'm glad it was with us. <laughs> no, nah, man, it, it's, it's only going to keep getting better here. We, I, I, I really want to talk to you guys off the Patriots, but I needed Darren kind of get a lesson in gambling here that every week you just can't blindly just say, yeah, the favorite. Why wouldn't they beat the crap out of this team? So it, it's definitely one of those things. As the, the year goes on, you'll kind of see that there's little things you notice that it's just nice spots. Like even when the line numbers say it's the other way, um, I don't always – always listen to it you always have to put a human element into it so definitely as we go along here we'll, we'll definitely get sharper and sharper lines uh try not to use uh my money to teach darren Ravel lessons that's 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 my lesson I, for you I, I tried to talk you guys out but i just don't want to be too mean of a guy man i like you guys i'm not trying to be too mean you know i'd rather you be mean and i make 1.5 million dollars <laughs> all right brother from here on out all right yeah. my man i'll talk to you next week thank you sir all right thanks chad good yep. luck man Thank you. All right. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. I'm Chad Millman. Please follow me at Chad Millman on Twitter at Action Network HQ. Listen to the podcast from Apple. Download it from radio.com and search the favorites. I want to thank Simon Hunter for coming on, giving us the greatest lessons in sports betting that we've ever had. Until next week. Love you. Love you.